Dr. Emily Funk Reynolds, and you are listening to the Confessions of a Young Doctor podcast, where we are striving for a balance at work and at home so that we can be the best for our patients, our family, and most importantly, for ourselves. Hi, friends. So one of the things that I have been super strong on since the beginning is setting up systems in my practice and I think a lot of times in a startup situation or a young practice situation you have well (laughs) a lot of time on your hands and that gives you the ability to be a little bit looser with your processes versus a booming busy practice they have to have systems in place in order to prevent things from falling through the cracks but I made it a point to have us set up systems from the very beginning so that as we grow they're already in place and you know no doubt we will have to modify things and adjust as we continue to grow and we already have over the first year But I think it's super important to have some type of system in place so that, like I said, as you start to scale, you already have something to fall back on versus making a few fatal mistakes and then realizing that you need a system to prevent that from happening again. So I wanted to dedicate this episode to specifically our new patient systems and kind of take you through what it looks like from the patient experience end from booking that first consultation appointment until starting treatment and kind of go over some of the automations that we have set in place to make our lives easier and then also to increase the patient experience. So one of the things that was super important to me from the very beginning was to allow potential patients to have the ability to book an appointment online. I think this is something that in today's world is kind of a must-have. I personally don't do anything that I can't book online um, from restaurant reservations to my hair appointments to even doctor's appointments. Um, If I can book something online and not have to call a human, that is a win for me. And it's not even so much that I don't like talking to people on the phone. It's that I can do it at 10 p.m. at night when I'm sitting in bed thinking about how I have to, you know, make an appointment for whatever thing. A lot of times when I am thinking that I want to schedule something, it's not normal business hours. So I can't just pick up the phone and call the office because they're not open. So having the ability to schedule online gives people the opportunity to schedule during non-business hours and this is huge. So um, like I said, that was one of my priorities was giving people the ability to book online. Now, unfortunately, the practice management software that I use doesn't have this capability 
and I wasn't able to find one that integrated directly with my practice management software that I felt was worth the price. So being a startup, you know, money is a priority and cash flow is a priority. So you want to try to keep your expenses low. So what I did was investigate other just online appointment booking platforms and we used that to kind of act as our online scheduling platform. So there is no integration directly with my practice management software, but my office coordinator will go in and just update consultation appointments as we have them into the system that we use and that way it shows that the time is booked so things don't get double booked um so that is an extra step that she has to do but again with us being a startup it's to the point where she can manage it and it's not you know an overwhelming load of appointments So basically just every day or every week even sometimes she will go in and put the consult appointments that we have. So with our scheduling, we are pretty much able to see consultation appointments at the same time as our other appointments. So the only thing that she needs to block out are the consults. If it were every appointment that she was having to block out, I think that would be a little bit much. But since it's just keeping track of our consults, it's been manageable up to this point. Now, that's something that I recognize in the future is going to be probably a growing pain or a pain point for us. And there is going to be a time where that's not sustainable in terms of her managing the software independently. But I think we have a little bit before we get to that point and hopefully at the point when we're at the point where it's an issue, we will have the income to spend on maybe a more expensive software that integrates with our practice management software. So we tried two different platforms. Um, The first one was called Appointee and it's completely free. You just make an online account and then you set your calendar with your business hours, the appointment times, and um, that worked well, but People had, on the free account, people had the option to put in either their email or their phone number. And some people wouldn't put their phone number and that just made it challenging in terms of trying to contact them prior to their appointment, send out their appointment reminders. And if for some reason they didn't show to the appointment, it was harder to kind of follow up with them. So then we pivoted from appointee and moved to a platform called Setmore. Um, And Setmore is also free, works the same way as appointee. You just put in your schedule, the available times, and how long you want the appointments to be. But it allowed us to have required fields. So they had to put in their name, their email, their phone number in order to book the appointment and then we also had spots for the date of birth of the patient and also the name of the patient because a lot of times we were finding that 
parents were booking appointments for their children. And so we were making the appointment under the parent's name. And then they would show up and say, oh, I booked that online, but it's actually for my son, Um, which wasn't a big deal. But it was another step of us having to change in the practice management system. So when we switched over from appointee to set more, we were able to collect a lot more information from the patients. It would require them to put in more. Um, whereas with appointee, we didn't have the option to force them to put in that information. So, so far that has been great. And we have links on our social media and our Google page for people to book online Also on our business cards and our referral cards, we have a little QR code where people can um, scan the QR code and it takes them right to our online booking site. So I think this is just a great thing in terms of convenience and people definitely use it. Um, You know, if their doctor gives them our business card to send them to the orthodontist, and they don't have to call, they can just scan that code right away, they're much more likely to book an appointment. So I think that's been great, and it's something that I will definitely continue to do in the practice moving forward. So that's kind of step one, is the ability to schedule online. And then when someone schedules online, we get an email and a notification to our phone that they've booked an appointment. And then we can go ahead in our practice management system and put their name in and all of their contact information and schedule that appointment directly in our schedule. Now, when we schedule someone an appointment, it will we have a workflow set up in our practice management software, which is Ortho2. That's the software that I use. And that workflow sends them an email with kind of just like a welcome message that explains, you know, what's going to happen at that first consultation appointment, gives them a small introduction to the practice. And then in there, there's also a link to fill out their medical history form. So we have an online form directly in our practice management software that Um, has all of the health history kind of screening questions so it sends them the link to fill that out and then once they fill it out we can kind of just download it directly into their chart so I think this is great because that workflow email one it happens automatically when that initial consultation appointment is scheduled and it kind of just confirms with them that hey yes you have an appointment it's booked, you're confirmed, and it sends them that next step to fill out their health history forms. And it's it's interesting because some people fill it out right away. Other people fill it out like the night before. Some people fill it out like the hour before. And then some people don't fill it out at all. Um, but it's great to have this information ahead of time because then my office coordinator can get their insurance information and pre-verify their insurance, look up their benefits before their appointment. So if somebody books on the phone, we are asking them for this information. Um, 
but if they book online we don't have the ability to get like their subscriber id and all of that but if they put it in our medical history form that's hipaa compliant and everything then we can get that info and then she can use it to look it up before their appointment and i also think it's just a great way to give them an introduction to the practice and let them know a little bit more about that appointment so that's kind of the second phase then of course in our practice management system in ortho 2 we have appointment reminders so it will automatically send them a text message and an email one week and then two days prior to their appointment and for the new patient appointments we have a little bit different message than just like our patients who are already in treatment reminding them that they have an appointment and that one will again remind them to fill out the medical history form if they have not already so that we can collect that information before they come in. I also like this because I feel like I know that the patient is going to come to their appointment if they take the time to fill out that medical history form because you know being honest as a startup every time we have a new console I'm like are they gonna come you know are they gonna start are they gonna need treatment so I it's nice for me to kind of go on there and look at that medical history form and be like okay they filled out their form like chances are they're probably intending to come um so just a nice little uh layer of easing my anxiety around new patients um so yeah so then they come for their appointment and you know that's a normal process where we take their pictures x-rays i do a brief exam and recommend any treatment if it's necessary um kind of go over things and then if they sign on for treatment that's great um if they don't, then they go onto a spreadsheet on our Google Drive, and my office coordinator has a follow-up process with them in terms of, you know, reaching out to see if they want to start treatment, and I think I can talk about that a little bit in greater detail in another episode, um, but let's assume that the patient did start treatment. So once they start treatment, let's say they're either getting aligners, braces, or an appliance of some kind. Those are kind of the three buckets that most patients fall into in my practice. So we have set up kind of three template emails for each of those treatments that follow up with them once it's been about a week since their treatment was started. So if somebody comes in and gets braces, then this email goes out to them a week later. And it's just kind of like, hey, checking in to make sure that everything is going well with your braces. There are a few tips on there from me about, you know, what to expect in the beginning and then also I have a link to products that I would recommend in terms of like oral hygiene and patient comfort so we send them direct links to Amazon with like a water pick and um, wax 
floss threaders, proxy brushes, basically everything that you would need. Now we do give them most of that stuff when they actually get bonded and of course we go over everything but I think sometimes when you just throw a bunch of information at people um, it can be overwhelming or there are more questions will come up as they are you know living with braces for a few days so that's why we have it set up to just kind of go out as a reminder and there's also a link to a video that I made that goes over like the home care instructions so like I said we have one for people with Invisalign one for braces and then one for appliances and also in the footer of that email there is just a link that um, asks them to give us a review on google so one of the things with us being a new practice is that we're trying to you know establish our online reputation and get more people to review us on google so it's just another touch point for us to ask them for a google review and oh my gosh i totally forgot but we have another time where we do ask them for a google review as well so at their initial appointment when they get either their braces on or their appliance put in it will ask them for a google review once that appointment is checked out in our practice management software so that again is a workflow so once the appointment is marked as checked out then it will send them an email and it basically asks how their experience was and gives them a direct link to review us on google are you interested in starting your own practice but have no idea where to start does the thought of contracts entity formation demographics staffing marketing equipment overwhelm you beyond belief well don't worry you're not alone the process of opening a practice is a long one but there's just one thing you must do first before you even consider any of those nitty-gritty steps develop a strong practice vision having a vision for your future practice provides a guiding light to get you to your goal and the best part it's completely free requires absolutely no contact with any contractors real estate agents or bankers if you're even considering starting a practice, you need to start with your vision. I've developed a quick start guide to help you get the wheels in motion. Click the link in the show notes to download my free guide to developing your practice vision. I'm so excited for you to take this first step. So pause the episode here, download the guide, and start building your dream. So to kind of summarize all of the automations that we have in place, first, they can book online. Once they book online, we send an email to them that gives them information about the appointment and prompts them to fill out their new patient paperwork. And then if they end up starting treatment, the day that they have their appliance or braces placed, they'll get an email asking them how their experience was. And then a week later, they get a check-in email that has some care tips, an instructional video, as well as links to home care products. And all of that is automated and happens with different stages of us making appointments and checking appointments out. And I really think that 
this enhances the patient experience and it really cuts down on the amount of work that we have to do to make things feel individualized and like we're following up with the patients. So, so far we've gotten good feedback from the patients on this and it really takes no extra time. The only thing at this point that takes a little bit of work is maintaining our calendar with Setmore and when it comes to booking those consultation appointments online, but at this point, it's not been an issue in our day-to-day workflow. So I hope that kind of gives you a peek into some of the things that I'm doing, and if you have a practice or if you're thinking about opening one, this could be some things that you could implement because, again, it's all free. None of this stuff costs me any money. It's all through Setmore, which is free, or directly through my practice management software. So I would say really learning what your practice management software can do and taking advantage of that and seeing how you can leverage the different workflows and automations is a really smart move. And honestly, if you're not at the point where you have your own practice and you're you know, thinking about these kind of details, I would still say look at the situation that you're in and try to learn as much as you can. If you are an associate in existing praxis, you are literally in a live experiment of what your potential practice could look like. So ask questions, find out how they do their systems, Think about the things that you like, the things that you don't like, but the more that you can learn and know, the better position you'll be in the future when you do take that step to go out on your own. I think a lot of times as an associate, it's easy to just show up, see the patients and leave, but if you can take a couple extra minutes, ask a few questions and learn a little here, a little there, it will add up to a great knowledge base that can be a really good foundation for the future. So in my position, I didn't really have the opportunity to do that um, because of the fact that I opened my practice so early out of residency, but I think that that could be a huge, huge learning opportunity for someone who wants to maybe start a practice but doesn't know where to start or feels overwhelmed, I would just say become a sponge and take in as much information as you can and learn as much as you can and go from there. You know, it's never too early to start just getting information. Um, so yeah, I can't recommend that enough. I Like I said, I wish that that's something that I had and I think it would be super helpful. So as always, you know, you can ask me any questions if you want to reach out to me on Instagram or TikTok at Dr. Confessions. I'm happy to answer any questions that you have or try to help in any way possible, but I hope that This is somewhat helpful in terms of how we have things laid out and you could maybe take from that anything that you like or put your own spin on it. 
but I think it is definitely important to have some type of system in place for the new patient experience and the sooner that you can get that established, the better. So that is going to do it for this week's episode. I hope you guys have a great week and I will catch y'all in the next one. Bye guys.